0: Hello. Hello. And dear refuses to say hello. 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 Only you can follow along. You can hear them very low never. Hello. hello. Ooh. Oh, oh, was a
1: Very day. unflattering. Oh, we gotta uh, get freeze. that. One. No, we didn't get it. It was a very unflattering <laughs> freeze.
2: There's a beautiful one.
1: And here's another one, but that one was more flattering. Mm. What's up with your internet, dude?
3: Yeah, I just switched it. And now it says your internet connection is unstable. Yeah,
1: so why?
2: Why did Why? you switch it to the unstable one?
3: Yeah. yeah. I switched it to the, to the more stable one, I think.
0: And now says
1: that you're unstable.
3: Yeah. Just more stable than the, the less unstable one. No, the more
1: unstable one. No, the less stable,
3: one. yeah. Less stable one. Yeah. <laughs> and if, and if we play we our cards right, we, we might, might we might get a horse for our stable network.
0: No. no. Come on. <laughs> A little bit fun. I've been I've been
1: I I've been in Fubo today working. And I got off the bus at 440, 450 something. 450. And it was raining. And I had to literally wring out all of my clothes coming home.
0: My socks. <laughs> that was kind of fun.
3: My pants are still dripping.
0: Yeah.
1: I've put mine next to the air dehumidifier in the basement.
2: All right. It's funny. I remember you kind of uh, putting out a request on, uh, you know, whatever, um, probably all platforms um, about. what is it, uh, rain cladder, rain still, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't bring and, any.
2: Oh, oh, well. That sort can. of
1: makes it. But I actually did pre- prep my my Fjellraven coat that I've had since 2003, I think.
2: it's still quite young, it's quite new.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of getting a bit worn out and it's not been very water resistant at all for very many years, but I prepped it with a (laughs) thing that I bought and it's actually, there were still some drier spots, let's put it that way, even though it was head on rain, biking into the rain. So
0: that was good. So I didn't have to wring out my uh, My top that much. But that's that's the story. That's the story.
1: That's the story. Morning
0: glory. Yeah. So how are you otherwise? What you've been doing, Caspian, besides eating?
1: Arax Bollar.
3: Well I well, I came home half an hour ago, something like that from, from, um, one of my clients. Um, I've had one of my, one of my best tasks at work, any work ever, um, today I, or, well, I've been doing it today. So for this client is, is, um, hosting an event next Saturday. And for this uh, this event, we are uh, printing name tags for each and every participant. And there are roughly 250 participants. Um, and on that name tag, when, when people are uh, sort of signed up to attend, uh, they gave us three words to describe themselves or three words of things that interest them. So each and every participant was supposed to leave three words for for description of themselves. Used to be or used as icebreakers, so that I can mingle around and say, "Oh, you're into, you know, studying Italy or or you know turtles or
0: Tangkisbiang." Um, Cross communication. Uh,
3: yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and not everyone left three words for us, or, or rather most people didn't.
1: Really? They didn't yeah. do it? Nope. I did it everywhere, even though it's actually was a repeat question that you had to fill in five times. Silly yeah. creator of that sign-up sheet, but okay.
3: Use- useless website. I completely agree. Um, but so most people didn't leave any. Um, or, or just left one or two,
1: so you which have means
3: been. we can't have any empty ones. Everyone has to have three interests, uh, which left it up to, to, uh, myself to create interests for people, um, for good and for, for worse. Sort of. I think and it's also good and evil. Probably, yeah. Ooh. And also changing the interests of the people that we know well. So that oh, they got, got sort of uh, uh, some better interests.
1: I look forward to seeing what I got then. If I, if you I qualify into, No, know. I think it was well. four
3: or five people that, that got oh. them sort of swapped. I can swap them for you if you want to, but but <laughs> I think yours are pretty good. the The ones that we sort of changed. Um, They had such boring topics. There was one who put... I don't. Well, you didn't. Um, One put West Coast, Stockholm and Lundekonomer, which roughly translates to the Swedish West Coast, the Stockholm area and an education in Lund, which is, you know, you can't break the ice with those things. So we kept the West Coast and we gave him... Like um, I think one of the ones that we gave him were toasters that we remember um, yeah, and sort of he'll 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 probably have to to conduct conversations on Ooh. on toasters um so that was fun,
1: you've been using your popping popcorn brain today,
3: yeah, um. Been so selling it. I've, I've, pro- I've probably come up with a with hundred and 150 topics for people to be interested in.
2: Oh. I was thinking about the Paolo Roberto, she's kids belt. <clears throat> the, the what now? The Paolo Roberto chastity belt. Yeah. Oh.
1: Putting that as what? an interest, you mean?
2: I was just wondering whether there were, where there were there, if there were any early adopters, you know.
0: Amongst these edge people. Mm. Perhaps not. Mm.
3: There is actually Ashish Kitts Belted from Paolo Roberto. No? Uh,
2: no, but I thought it would be a great marketing campaign. Well, yeah. I mean, Paolo needs some, you know, breakthrough ideas.
0: Is
3: that really what Paolo needs, though?
2: I I can come
3: to think of many things he
2: needs. (laughs) He Um, does his business, you know. Just no, he didn't. Well,
3: he's he's the CEO of three companies right now. They are having millions in revenue. Yeah, he's back in full swing So that just shows you He was never down from full swing
0: Swing in this case is not a pun in any way So that's that's how mm. I'm doing How are
3: you guys doing?
0: Yeah, Hedlien omnik I'm already gone.
3: Thank you.
1: Well, I kind of said that I you, was uh, wet.
2: Oh, I biking see.
1: came home from, from work. Oh,
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just came from the store, so, you know, I'm kind of oh, pliant.
0: You're pliant. That'll be fun. <clears throat>
2: I have endless, um, you know, even more than usual patience. But otherwise, I'm just um, dandy, peachy, grand. Good. Generally pleased.
0: I've had a... with uh,
2: apocalypticism.
0: Oh.
2: Uh, what? Apocalypticism.
0: Epical- Is
3: that optimism for the apocalypse, or or optimism in
2: case of apocalypse? Neither. It's when everything goes to shit, but it turns out fine. Okay, it's actually sure.
1: quite a good word.
2: Apocalypse. It's just really
1: hard to say.
2: Apocalypse oh, cal- optimism. Apocalypse 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 remember?
3: Apocalypse.
2: Sure. Of course, the real joke is that apocalypse doesn't mean collapse in any sort of way or manner.
1: What does it it mean?
2: It means revelation.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: We just use it to mean collapse.
0: Why? Yeah, I suppose,
2: you know, that uh, the, actually the, 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 notion of revelation and, and, um, collapse have been closely related throughout human history. So, I'm guessing a,
1: quite a few revelations lead to some type of upheaval at least.
2: Yeah. And some upheavals lead to revelations. True. Ooh. True. I think it was the uh, anthropologist Malinowski that came uh, that sort of suggested this uh, particular frame or, or concept called um, the revelatory crisis that societies change through
0: revelatory crisis crises And it
2: sounded a lot better in French, you know, as most things do.
1: How did it sound in French?
2: Une crise révélatrice.
1: That is quite nice.
2: Mm, C'est beau, c'est beau.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's all happy. (laughs) Une crise
2: (laughs) révélatrice. Sounds like you want to have one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, it's like,
0: it's a nice sounding phrase. Mm-hmm.
2: But I haven't had any of the, uh, you know, special flavor ice creams recently. No, uh, Chris Rabinatrice. Lots of crises, but I'm still, I'm still the same stupid kind of, you know, beavis and kind of guy.
1: Yeah. Cause that's you. Um, I was going to say, I'm the opposite. I have a lot of the revelatory stuff and not so much of the crises, but or at least
0: they don't, they don't register high on the Richter scale. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. For now it's a very place to be.
2: There's a lot of Richter scaling around. There is? Yeah. yeah. A what? Richter scaling. Richter, yeah. Okay.
3: Oh. I, I thought you said, yeah.
0: You thought <laughs> I mind.
3: said.
2: mind. What did I say? What did I say? Rectum scaling. Rectum scaling, dude. <laughs> I
3: was <laughs> like, whose <laughs> rectum are you scaling and why? And rush the show. I don't man. know
2: if I want to know, but, but I've got a lot and of questions. Aspect, yeah, I yeah. That
3: would be
0: you, too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm rush really? the show, man.
0: Quite a little, really. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, they got wrecked in the, the Australia. There was a 5-8 earthquake in Melbourne. Um, really? Just last in week. Yeah. In Melbourne, Hi. you know. Australia, hmm. Australia, Australia, we Australia. love
1: you. Australia. Yeah.
0: Mm. That missed my radar, or that evaded my radar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have something for the agenda today? I've got something quite
3: interesting, possibly. Probably.
2: Well, don't rush to tell us. We'll just sit here. Well, I won't bridge. rush
3: to tell you because if you guys got something that's really interesting, I will know it. You know, Shoot. we could explore that instead. Uh-huh. Well, I'm currently reading a book called The Exponential Age by Azim Sar, who has been writing a newsletter by the same name for for quite some time.
1: Never and heard of.
3: Explore. Well, I don't. I I don't think most people have. Um, he he's sort of he's sort of one of those. He's quite like um, Balaji Srinivasan. Yeah. Srinivasan
2: Srinivasan, oh. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, that's that's the racist part of the show we we mispronounce people's names all the time um i think they're quite alike in in having built their audiences on sort of twitter foundation um, and and um, so what basically what azim is is um about or, or arguing for in this book is that the world is now in the exponential age he argues that that most development we see right now in terms of tech in terms of um, most industries that are in any way shape or form related to technology um are seeing Exponential growth right now um and he argues it it started somewhere around two thousand and five, I think before that we were in the sort of building it up internet age or or starting to use computer age or something like that um. So basically, what he's arguing for is is that we are we are seeing exponential growth in a lot of places in the world, I and mean, he shines uh, a light on on most of the or or trying to shine some light on some of those areas, Ooh. sort of arguing that that um you know cost cost for computing is going down dramatically whilst the performance of of computing is going up dramatically. Um, and that has effect on, on everyone using a computer, you know, those, those sort of arguments and, and those sort of, um, lines of thoughts. Um, I'm reading that. And at the same time, one of the podcasts that I'm producing, um, sort of speaks to leadership and, and sustainability. Those are the two main sort of. Oh. Um, branches of that podcast. Oh. Um, and the last batch that we did, we recorded four, four episodes uh, in two days. And in two of those, at least, um, the people on the podcast spoke about uh, sustainability in, in an economic form, saying that exponential growth economically can't be sustained if we are to be sustainable and, and saying that in order for us to, to tackle the, um, environmental crisis, we need to be resilient and build resilience, which I argue we don't at all. Um, but 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 I think the aspect of of exponential growth in economics, at the same time as as we're seeing exponential growth in so many different areas, um, is quite a quite a, an interesting sort of topic of discussion. Because I know that we've we've briefly touched on it before, ooh. especially when we've been talking about asymmetries and and Taleb sort of mischiefs.
0: Sort of putting that on the table. Was it here that we spoke about
1: exponential growth and, and me saying that if you see that in nature, you kind of get cancer or was
0: that somewhere else?
1: Yeah, I
3: think that, no, I think that was here.
0: Yeah. Well, you've also got all cells. Don't you? I I mean, cells cells? split up.
1: Yes, but they split up in a sort of controlled fashion. It is when they go and mock that you get cancer. That's when you get the
3: exponential growth. No, as long as there are resources, they are growing exponentially. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when the exponential process starts to completely undermine the substrate?
0: It stops. Good, I guess. What stops?
3: The growth, the, the exponential growth, I would yeah. say it could turn into, to linear or, or less,
2: mm-hmm.
3: less so you think it could growth.
2: sort of sort uh, of uh, morph into exponential collapse. Because cascading, uh, 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 systemic collapses are really not that unusual.
3: I mean, it depends, I would say, I would argue it depends on what the area we're looking at is. Sure. I mean, cells, cells probably, probably could, if they run out of of resources, sort of rapidly or Mm. or suddenly rather,
2: Mm. Mm.
3: you would probably see exponential growth and then you if, if you hit the high end and, and suddenly the resources sort of go away or, or lessen in any fashion, you could probably see one of those exponential declines as well.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
3: But I mean, I, one could argue that we are seeing a, a saturation in, in, the um, the exponential growth of sales of, of, uh, smartphones. In the world and, cool. and that hasn't it, it hasn't recoiled it has just sort of tampered off and become sort of a lying down s or something like that so i think it depends on the area of which we're looking at
2: but do you You're think both that they, extremely they are
3: skeptical to this <laughs> I just want to, for, I mean, for everyone who's just yeah. listening.
2: Well, I'm just trying to understand the, the, the thesis of the exponential age. You know, what are, what are the conclusions that are drawn? What is the... I haven't come that the, far. What's the vision in the book? Oh.
3: I haven't come to, to oh. neither, neither conclusions nor, nor, um, yeah. visions. Oh. In the but first your, three or four chapters, that,
2: that sorry, what do you c- say?
3: No, but, but for for these three or four chapters that I've read this far, Ooh. there's basically been arguing that that this is this is exponential growth. Here's where I see it. This is how it's happened.
1: And where or, does are he some, it? What are in computing?
3: Is, computing is is a is a great example, I would say, because, because the... So that's
1: his examples. It's computing, but from here and from there, and from somewhere else. Or do you see examples from other fields, other areas?
3: Yeah. Yeah. There are loads of areas like shipping has grown exponentially as we have, he, he he brought up a brilliant, a brilliant sort of text on, on. When we, when, when the container was, was invented, the, the standard free container. Exactly. When that was invented, the amount of, of cargo that we could ship just blew up really rapidly because all of a sudden we had a standardized standardized container sort of just a box basically. And then we started building huge. Ships, ships for those boxes and they just grew exponentially. So that's another example.
2: Oh.
1: oh, it's so interesting cause, cause I'm maybe one of the reasons I'm, I'm looking so skeptical is because I am kind of skeptical in the sense that when I see, you know, photos of of these cargo, um, harbors where there's just these containers, you know, stacked miles and, and, you know, it's like five, 10, 15 high. And just for me, you know, it makes me go, oh, there's something scary about this. It's, it's, it's too much that it, it just. It doesn't feel sustainable to me. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I go, when I see it, because it's like, how much of that is just shit of stuff that is being shipped across the earth? You know, it costs energy to make it and it's costing energy to ship it. And then somebody's using it. It's like, I have a friend who talks about the, Apparently in the U.S., when you have a birthday party for kids, you need to have glow sticks, right? And it's like, it's a 15-minute thing, you know, and then they throw them away. And I can just imagine the amount of containers, freight containers filled with fucking glow sticks that are, you know, taken from here to there and they used for a second. And then, what, landfill? Let's, you know, it's like... (sighs) I'm not too thrilled oh. about that. So I think I go, I go
0: there, but maybe there's other places to go. Oh.
3: I think there are, you know a million a million places to go i do understand that that's sort of
0: a natural
3: place to go in in these sort of when 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 brought up i think a lot of my friends would also say hey you know sure it's cool that we see exponential growth in containers and and that one invention sparked that but also why, sort Mm -hmm. of.
0: But so are there any, can you give me the, 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 the,
1: the other end of that spectrum? Can you give me an example where, wow, exponential growth has done this, wow.
3: Well, I mean, computing, Well, again.
1: Okay, tell me more about that because I'm going, I'm going, I'm saving a fuckload of emails because I can, you know, and it costs energy, but I don't really see that. It's like, yeah, I can do that because I have space on my computer, but it's like, really? Is it? You wouldn't be able
3: to conduct your podcast 20 years ago. We wouldn't be able to do this recording 20 years ago. No. That's due to exponential is... exponential growth in computing.
1: This is one little good sliver of it. Then, but
3: yeah, you don't spend any time stuff. recording stuff on on Zoom or talking to people on Zoom.
1: I don't have any the fun. time, and I also have a shitload of crap and stuff on my computer that kind of is invisible to me. But it is there, and it is taking up sort of space, time, energy. It's, it's, it's there.
3: Oh, So did your house up until 2015, when, when you sort of went, I'm going to go through every single thing. Yeah. If you did that with your computer, which you just don't, I've which- urged you to do that. Which Uh, is what I was
1: intending to do in 2015, too, and Mm. I did in parts. I went through everything on Evernote and chucked out 7,000 notes or something
0: because they were just crap. (laughs) That's just bizarre.
3: Should we go through your pockets to see how many
2: notes we could chuck out? (laughs) Do you really want (laughs) to... That's just a total nightmare. I mean, <laughs> why would you want to throw anything away? There is no way.
1: You know, there is like, no <laughs> way. Yeah, there's
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I haven't read his book, you know, or his uh, newsletter, so I'd be kind of uh, interested to look at it. And um, certainly, this this particular topic has been quite. Um, you know, in certain circles, it's 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 a big deal. So I mean, a lot of a lot of computer science and and app development and so on. The word exponential gets flung around quite a lot, um, and it kind of tends to mean very different things to different people. So when you speak to mathematicians and talk about exponential events and tail events and, um, you know, uh, the the those kind of Concepts don't necessarily mean the same thing that they do in the, in the public eye. Um, so that's kind of one thing that I think is, is, is useful to have some clarity on is, 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 uh, exponential growth, the same thing as exponential development, what is meant by growth? Um, and is it really exponential, you know, um, or is it logarithmic, you know, where mm. there's a steady growth and development, but it doesn't look like an exponential curve because this exponential curve looks like a very particular thing. Um, so I think that, you know, in the case of containers, for example, if containers are example of exponential growth in the amount of containers that we have now, uh, would have had to start growing like five years ago. And that just isn't the case. So there's a fairly sort of uh, steady development in in shipping and, and containers. Um, and certainly it's remarkable and, and very big, especially during the the neoliberal era. And whether it's in an exponential effect or not, I think is really quite an interesting question to to put forward. Uh, but it sounds fucking great when you say exponential. You know, it's like, whoa, dude, really, is that how it is? And I'm not really sure that computers have developed expert in, but that's simply because I, um, I spend time reading and listening to people who are working on AI and these kinds of things. And they talk about having to plan for the next 10, 20 years to achieve certain effects in computing, whether it's quantum computing, whatever the case might be, um, those are not super fast. uh uh uh, curves that are being followed but the the idea of exponential tech has been sort of quite uh uh, i think well illuminated in the sense that the ways in which um the the range of applications and the effect that those applications have and the the second order effects that those applications have the way in which applications generate applications, the way tech generates tech um, are certainly good examples of, of
0: exponential dividends yeah.
2: And they, they multiply, you know, they really do, uh, kind of um, do the rabbit thing, you know, And probably there are really significant shifts that are developing in our understanding because there are these two parallel worlds of the physical atomic world and the digital world of bits that, um, really are showing themselves to be quite unique from each other. That economic growth or growth in an atomic sense and growth in a digital sense are two sort of quite different things. There are overlaps, um, there are dependencies, um, but they're really not one-to-one kind of, uh, uh, relationships.
3: Say something more about that.
0: Well, I mean, if you, if you think about land, we can't make any more land. Well, some... they did in Malmo.
2: Well, in land and fill in spaces, but in principle, land is a, a totally, uh, you know, um, limited resource. There's no growth involved in land.
3: I don't completely agree. I think there well, are French cases. Well, I don't but, give a but, fuck but, but, whether
2: you agree or not. The earth is as big as it is. That's just how it is. There's that much surface area, and that's just how it is.
3: Yeah, well, d- it's it all gonna depends. not going to be uh, any growth annoyed. in
2: the amount of land on the planet. End of story. The,
3: it depends. Yes. For sure, there, there is a, a, a way of definition. We could argue this. Are we speaking available land livable by humans? Are we speaking now? Are we speaking
0: earth? I mean, sure, land mass as as it is right now,
3: land mass as it is right now. Sure, it's limited, but there are ways to go around that. I would absolutely agree that, or, or argue that there are.
0: Well,
2: good. You're going to make um, you know, Jeff Bezos look like a nursery school kid when you get that idea out into the economy, because a lot of people have tried to get around that world and you can't. But
0: you I'm didn't. just saying
2: that's a, that's an example of atoms, you know, um, food is an example of atoms so you can you can have a, a few bad harvests, and shit is going to go really badly. and we've seen that sort of thing happen around the the COVID period, where there've been really serious effects in the atomic economy. People didn't get uh, uh, deliveries of of fertilizers, and uh, all kinds of side effects happen, you know, from uh, bad harvests, but because there's no uh, physical organic growth in the fields, um, those have secondary effects and those secondary effects have secondary effects. And, and, um, that's like a whole systemic way of, of looking at, at, um, exponential effects or cascading effects, um, one world of them. Um, another world is that when, um, you know, uh, uh Snapchat kind of gets superseded by TikTok. The amount of people that sign on to TikTok happens at an exponential rate. So like with many other apps, things just go from, um, the 10,000 early adopters to 10 million in the space of a few weeks, you know, it can happen really quickly. Clubhouse is a good example of that. They may leave, um, pretty quickly too. But the economic effects of those exponential events are not symmetrical to if they had happened in uh, the market for corn or for car tires uh, or for toilet paper. And the first time you'll see real, real, real issues around those things is when uh, the, the and substrate, the backbone for the internet, uh, is under threat, then you'll start to see really quickly that, uh, you know, how things, uh, how things can shift. And that's not a lot of discussion that we have very often. Um, we don't sort of uh, notice in the discussion around sustainability, it's very popular to talk about, um, you know, getting rid of fossil fuels, but the entire internet runs on fossil fuels.
1: Why does the entire internet run on fossil
2: fuels? Because it's incredibly energy demanding and Demand. there just isn't enough of this wonderful green, uh, you know, stuff. Green,
1: to... clean energy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we use black, dirty energy to promote the political agendas of clean, green, green, clean energy. And to energy. save
0: all of our emails that we don't need,
2: et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. um, So certainly there's a lot of, of, uh, development that seems absolutely fast right now, you know, um, last 30 years, uh, or something along those lines. I mean, I, I grew up with dial phones with a little round disc that you stick your finger in and, you know, I've, I've had, uh, experiences where you pick up the phone and there's a little, uh, sort of, um, crank on the side and then you crank it, and then a voice comes on and says, "Number please," and then you say, um, "You know," and then they connect you physically with with wires.
1: And this is where you're like fifty years older than me all of a sudden. I think.
2: Yeah, because I grew up in a completely different world,
0: you know. Yeah. Um,
2: and tech makes a lot of the stuff go out of balance completely. You know, it looks really weird. I mean, when I came to Sweden, I came from a a so-called third world country that had much better internet connection than you did in Sweden mm. So Sweden had fantastic internet rollouts anywhere there was a a tar road or a, a village that worked really well um but a lot of Sweden is rural and in the rural areas in Sweden, there was just no internet. And that was really weird, you know, and you couldn't get good mobile internet here. Whereas in Africa, there's been astonishing mobile internet, you know, for the last 20 years, because yeah. there wasn't any of the other backbone. Um, and and those kind of things around exponential tech is, is really interesting because things develop really differently depending on the context and the environments and the 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 ecosystems that are developed, whether they're digital or whether they are um, whether they're atomic you know. but now we're in a digital environment where uh, uh cryptocurrencies, for example, ten fifteen years ago had absolutely no meaning um and all of a sausage it's like oh shit, you know um there are governments actually actively banning cryptocurrencies because of the significant threat that they feel to being able to control their own economies. In particular, how those uh, uh, digital economies impinge on atomic economies.
1: But it's, it's interesting that, because that is where kind of placed is, is that atomic aspect that impacts the digital space where, like you say, in Africa, you have mobile, uh, internet that has been, you know, much, much better than it is still today. I mean, you can go and get on the bus to Fabu and there's a few places where it's quite shaky Uh, and, you know, it's like, it's not that far away, right? Um. It's a 50 well, minute, that's right, for those who don't it. it's know. It's
2: in another universe.
1: <laughs> in some sense. But I mean, place impacts
0: what happens in, in that more fluffy, um, m- more,
1: in some sense, more intangible, uh, the digital space. Oh. But it's not it's not without it's not without its root into physical space oh. which also i guess is one of the things that you're speaking about about fossil fuel and that's also a very atomic
0: atomic reality So maybe that's why I have a hard
1: time to, that I have a hard time to kind of see this exponential growth aspect, because if I look around me, I don't really experience it as such in, in, in the atomic world that I see. Um, so much of the digital world
0: is kind of more... or less graspable. I mean, a laptop, sure, it's changed some,
1: but kind of looks the same as it did 20 years ago. It's not, you know, it's thinner, doesn't weigh as much, but there's a screen and keyboard. That's the way it's looked for a long time, but within it, There's things that happen that I don't know anything about because I'm really not interested. And that's where the exponential growth has maybe been taking place, right? But I don't really get that. I don't sense that. I don't feel it and touch it in the same way as I would if rabbits were to take over Ultofta, right? Give me an exponential growth
0: there and I would sure experience it. Mm-hmm. Caspian Caspian's deep in thought yeah, I'm thinking of of where to where to.
3: Take this onwards because we've we've been onto this a couple of times. I think of of development, Mm. regardless of whether it's it's exponential or or if it's sort of linear or if it's logarithmic or whatever. We've spoken about development a couple of
2: times, yeah.
3: And we do so every time we touch on tech. We do so every time we touch on on internet. We do so every time we touch on on. I, 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 was always going to say everything that's fun in this world, but then, <laughs> and I stopped myself. <laughs> oh dear, you, no. What about no. alcohol then? We haven't spoken that much about alcohol. Exponential growth in alcohol.
0: That would be nice.
3: My point being, I run into this quite a lot. What is the, the the argumentation and arguing of what is development really? Ooh. And what do we call it development? Because I think that's that's the underlying sort of conversation being had. Ooh. Rather than, than me saying, Oh, exponential growth. We're Ooh. really talking about Yes, but why do we need this development that everyone speaks about? Why do I need to store more emails? Why do I need to buy more things to, for them to be shipped with developing sort of ecosystem of of container
2: ships? I don't care about their, their, yeah. It's sort of generally um, packaged as progress.
3: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly and i don't i don't really care about the the progress of it you know i'm not, i'm not married to to the idea of everything always growing you know but just like you're saying helena i'm not that keen on on getting an 8k oled screen just because it's called an 8k you know i'm i'm fairly content with 4k resolution I don't even wherever.
2: think my screen has an alphabet.
3: <laughs> well, it does. It, it, at least it has a P somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it has to leave the room.
1: <laughs> it's it's well-mannered, at least. <laughs> have to give it that.
3: Very well-mannered.
2: Nobody. So, so the, the first... interesting question for me, Kasper, is that you say that um, you don't think that uh, resilience is a necessity. It was more or less what you said that people say that um, uh, economic growth has to include resilience. And you said that you don't agree. But I was kind of. I would go right.
3: further. I, I think resilience is, is ridiculous and, and, and sort of. Uh, sorry, a bare I didn't minimum. mean to
2: misquote you, but you know. Um, I can give it another go. Yes, please. Yeah. Now, basically, you think resilience is total shite. Yes. Yeah. Could you? Please?
0: Because it's the bare. It's the bare minimum.
3: We we what spoken about minimum? resilience or or something being robust or or you know whatever whatever word we use in in terms of it being. Um strong enough to sustain, because that's what resilience is to me, at least that, that's as far as I've understood the word. Oh. Mm. If something is resilient, it, it
0: can sustain.
3: No, I, I we're. we're yeah, I'm not talking, yeah, no. I'm just listening. I, I, I think that's the bare minimum. Oh. Mm. Saying we're 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 going to go up to the point where we don't break
1: and settle,
3: cool. and settle there. That's our goal when we speak about resilience. And I think that's bullshit. I, I think we should you know, I've I've I've, I've, I've spoken so much about anti fragility. We don't need to go into that all of that. But but I think settling for for not breaking. I think that is a a pitiful um, vision to have for society, especially for people who are claiming to be visionaries.
1: It's not very visionary, is
2: it? It really isn't. So, I mean, a lot of the the sustainability world um, that starts talking about resilience and eventually starts talking about regeneration, you know, those are the kind of lines of development in that thinking, um, very often they, they, they are oriented around, uh, ideas that require, uh, significant amounts of centralization so that everybody more or less does the same thing that we apply the same standards and so on, um, that we, we, we agree there is no then there's only us there's no way where things can be thrown um you know that, that that we all basically part of one system so what we need to achieve is is um you know greater degrees of of standardization around very particular values that have to do with circular economies and that those economies have to be um that they they have to reduce volatility and increase reinvestment at a, at a very kind of um, manageable level. And the the anti-fragile worldview is is quite the opposite. It says uh, decentralization creates a possibility for high volatility across a broader spectrum of of variation. And because that is so, Definitely, some of those instances will collapse under the weight of their own stupidity, and others will, because of the pressure of competition, develop uh, totally astonishing ideas and solutions and and uh, uh, innovate well beyond what the 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 boundaries of a um, sustainability picture looks like. Is it? completely two different sort of long words of, of reason, you know? Um.
3: I wouldn't, yes, for sure. They are, first of all, completely different lines of thought. I wouldn't say that antifragility necessarily is what you describe it to be. Because what I'm hearing really? you say is, is antifragility is, is an advanced way it's of evolution. evolution.
2: It's a way sort of, of some of, will, of,
3: some will die, but the organism will be stronger.
2: Or, or, anti-fragility, I think is, a, you know, as you say, there are many ways of describing it, you know? So when you say that you don't agree, if I can, you know, quote mm-hmm. Taleb, then you're just one of those stupid assholes that doesn't know the fuck about anything. Um, sorry. I agree. <laughs> yeah, you agree <laughs> <laughs> again, you see. <laughs> No, but I, no, but I'm what I'm sure saying that is that you the, can
3: you can do anti centralized as well. So the, I think that's complete. I think that's yeah. completely possible.
2: But the point is that the ones that survive, survive because volatility creates greater uh, ability to continuously develop and uh, innovate and and uh, you know and um, be the top dog.
0: Yes,
3: and I think you can still do anti-fragility with lower volumes of volatility.
0: Good. I think that's completely possible. Who has the ball? Do. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think in terms of, in terms of resilience versus to put in big, big bunny ears, Barry, because I don't even think it's a competition, um, anti fragility versus re- resilience. Sure. The the way Taleb describes anti fragility, there is a lot of exactly what you're speaking of decentralization, using volatility in order to become stronger and develop further. Sort of arguing that that a city state is a better way to govern than a nation state because a city state will will sustain more of the, it will have more volatility, but but the population as a whole will will sustain better because uh, some city-states will, will sort of excel Too at that volatility and, and some will not so, sort of say that. I think you could you could for sure have a centralized way of doing anti-fragility in saying, okay, we're going to aim higher than resilience, where we're going to say we're not only going to be resilient, we're not only going to, to stop um stop volatility. We're not only going to we're not only going to um
0: we're not only going to hit
3: regeneration, we're going to to sort of reverse engineer that regeneration in order for us to see with the knowledge that we have can we make? make the foundation better for for regeneration and can we do something that is better than just building back to what was which regeneration is am i making any sense at all
2: you take Lord. that as a no do,
0: do, 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 do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, so if we're, if we're having the two, two polar opposites of either you centralize, you, you build towards sustainability in, in terms of resilience. And in order for, for us to, to build towards resilience, we lower volatility. When the volatility is lowered, we want to start regeneration. That, that's sort of the next step. After, after resilience, you start regeneration, which is basically rebuilding. Oh. Rebuilding exactly as things were. So, so, so to take an, well, it doesn't necessarily be, need to be exactly as things were, but, but as close, I mean, regeneration, we're going to regenerate what was. We're not going to develop on it. We're not going to build something new because that's
0: innovation. I saw a video of
1: flatworms on Twitter, a little flatworm 1.2 centimeters long that was sliced in four pieces and in a week's time each of those little pieces had regenerated into a complete flatworm but that also meant that there were four flatworms so that is I regeneration say, I, w- I wouldn't say no that, that's not more.
3: regeneration i wouldn't at all say that I mean, it's the same case as the Hydra. You cut off one head; two more
0: puff up. That's not regeneration.
3: What the? It's fuck anti-fragile.
0: Is- that is regeneration.
1: That is regenerating. It turns. It come. It's like, isn't yes, it? Yes,
3: but there are there are four parts of it regenerating. Yes. Yes, so it's no longer a flatworm, it's four flatworms.
1: Yeah, I know. And shit, that's quite amazing. And that's, for me, regeneration. When you speak about it, it sounds like the most drab, boring thing. It's like, for me, it's like, no, there's a lot more bubbles and energy regeneration than what you make it out to
0: be.
2: Yeah, because. you made regeneration <laughs> boring. Boring. <laughs> well, so actually, you know, the point is that um, the the flatworms uh, are actually experiencing an antifragile shift because just in terms of, of the pure antifragile theory, the whole point is that the system gets put under stresses that results in the, the, the phenomena actually improving on a number of, of, of metrics.
3: And now improving would be multiplying.
2: Well, yeah, for the, for the, for the flatworm, that's definitely advantageous. So the flatworm gets cut up and it comes back full strong. And mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. But yeah, it's I was very, fucking
1: mind blown at least. But...
2: Yeah, but it, it definitely fits into. Taleb's idea of, uh, stressing systems will, you know, sort the wheat from the chaff, uh, but the wheat doesn't just come back as wheat, it comes back as genetically modified steroid, uh, hyped, super you know, wheat. super cool. Yeah. And so that's, that's one part The the idea of, of the regenerative vision is probably something that's more logarithmic than exponential so it's the the way in which by uh, reapplying the the sort of broad spectrum of energy sources and resources used to achieve a certain yield um, results in the original state having been in some way uh, made better than when you first started hopefully actually inducing systems that will cascade that will build upon each other. So, you know, building soils, increasing organisms in soils, et cetera, et cetera, will eventually lead to significantly better agriculture and a systemic level. But it isn't very sexy. It's kind of slow, you know, it's kind of um, solidarity oriented, you know, that's, I guess, Caspian part of your, your, your proposal that, um, in order to achieve that, there is a requirement for less volatility, less innovation.
0: It needs to be centralized. So, you got kind of it's, it's a lot easier, yes, versus is centralized. I don't actually know time.
2: that, but yes, I hear you. Yeah. Because centralization you has led to other problems. Sorry, go ahead, Elena.
1: Well, I was just asking what you said. I thought I heard Bjorn Lombard, but I don't know what you were saying. Yeah, I was saying That's the main, the the main sauce,
2: match but... for the evening is Greta versus Björn.
3: Who's mm-hmm. the lone boy again?
1: Same dude as last time and the time before and <laughs> the time
2: before. <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus, that was good, yeah. Hmm. So you remember we discussed this theorist, Boutier? Um, oh, no, who was he again? Yeah, he's the same guy that we discussed last time.
1: Very helpful. Last
2: time I mentioned <laughs> his name, I meant the
3: same
2: dude. Oh, mm. yeah. Bjorn is, um, you know, he's in the opposite side of the ring from Greta Thunberg. Um, yeah, he's uh, the world's most hated economist on climate change, or the most um, admired economist on climate change, um, depending he runs on your camp. A, Yeah, he runs a think tank, a Copenhagen-based think tank, Um, and they publish some rivetingly interesting stuff, you know, Um, and most of it is is cripplingly boring because he's basically saying, um, you know, let's invest in innovation and we'll see the effects that we need to see in 50 years' time, Um, and so on and so on, you know, it's not like... um, it's kind of uh, stuff that you go onto the onto the streets with with placards. Uh, so Lomberg will say, you know, our best estimates, according to our most talented climate change scientists that everybody believes in, is that we'll have a um, income, uh, a decline in income around three uh, percent in fifty years. And while that decline in income might be significant, it's in no way uh, a problem of the proportions that's being painted politically. So there are f- things to do, and uh, there's there's serious problems to address, but they can all be done. Um, what can't be done is uh, spending all this money on on green energy um, results in skewed and asymmetric results that are basically political, wherein we can definitely track data that shows that governments investing in innovation uh, can invest 10% of the amount of money that that is being used to subsidize green energy uh, will result in 10x the effect on uh, current uh, climate change, negative effects on, on the environment and the economy and so on. So he's really sort of
3: the Amazon model. Put everything in R and D, and you'll you'll excel in a couple of years.
2: Well, kind of, yes. You know, um, I think he's he's a pretty serious uh, 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 reader of world history and economics. Um, There isn't much else there. Um, He's not into culture, he's not into meaning, he's not into values, um, he's, he's looking at one particular sort of uh, sector of a spectrum of metrics. Um, and he makes very good arguments about what he's, what he's observing. Uh, they're not very popular arguments and they're very hard to sell politically. Um, but I don't see many people capable of uh, actually... Uh, Presenting good refutations, you yeah. know.
0: Except Greta,
3: because
2: they're in, in. Yeah, well, to come back to, to the debate. point, you know that that uh, the the if we can call it the Greta model, you know, where everybody does the same thing, um, is precisely what Taleb calls a fragile world, and the reason why nation states uh, take harder hits is because things are centralized to the degree that when one small thing goes wrong the cascading effect is exponentially bigger than when that same small thing goes wrong in one of the city states uh, because they made a bad decision and whether you don't agree with that or not you know there's probably a lot of arguments one way or the other uh, but that's point and you can see this kind of thing in natural systems Um, the 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 biomimicry schools uh, you know the uh, maturana kind of world of of autopoiesis will point at exactly the same sort of effects that nature runs on stacked systems and this is not the the tech stack where if you pull one layer out of the tech stack the exponential growth is also exponentially collapsing, uh, nature tends to stack, you know, in ways that, uh, you can pull three or four or five of the layers out of the stack. And there's definitely going to be a lot more resilience in the design. It can sustain, uh, uh systemic stresses because not all the eggs are in
0: one basket. Oh, the cat is meowing, just making sure that we know that there's more eggs to be had.
1: More
2: eggs in the basket.
0: Yeah. So I have a topic.
2: Shoot. A significant topic. I think, you know, quite seriously, in terms of uh, the anti-fragility and all these kind of things, that it's time for us to... Pack up the plantation of the Buddhas
0: and move on. Do something else. Rethink, you know, empty the cisterns. Google the plugs, perturbate. Yeah, I've been having the same thoughts this week. It popped up into my,
1: into my mind sometime.
2: What, so you just kind of like hacked into my brain and made me say this?
0: I did, I did. That's how I roll. So, so what sparks, sparks these thoughts in both of you at the same time?
2: Well, that's just far too much of a metaphysical question to answer. Yeah, I yeah, realize I, re- I realized once i asked it, but I just didn't pull it like back. what I... the fuck? You were supposed to be doing beavers and bathead, you know?
3: <laughs> okay, so so what sparked this thought in both of your heads at the same time?
1: Oh, I can, well, I can.
2: Yeah, go ahead. I
1: can. I can. I can go. Mine is more. I was thinking about it, and I was thinking we have Buddhas now again, and I love doing this. I love hanging with you guys. I love being in conversation with you guys, and um, it's also a fact that I don't know when we last released an episode in June or something, maybe. Something Uh like that. And there's, I don't know, five to 10 episodes in the, in the backlog, so to speak, Um, which just made me feel like maybe
0: it is time to, to move on. Even though I would definitely want all of the episodes to be put up. Hmm. So that's, that's mine, I'd say. Well, yeah, I think for me, it's kind of similar.
2: I think there's this, this, you know, significant um, decline of energy in that sort of, in that channel, I think there's, you know, all of us are quite... uh, Thrilled to have these conversations and enjoy having them, um, but we don't have that kind of a um, unified purpose that maybe we we did have in the beginning. We had more of a we, we at least had a very sense of of um, a a purpose for for having the conversations. I think that's kind of uh, evidently not. Um, I don't know what the word is, under, um, hmm. And it hasn't been for a few months, you know, so we need hmm. to just say, yeah, okay, well, you know, that was fun. Um, what next?
0: Hmm. What about you, Caspian? Have you had the same talk or are we? It's probably him that put the thoughts in your head. Might have been.
3: Well, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about, um, especially. Well, well, I, I think, um, <laughs> gathering my thoughts before I open my mouth. Um,
1: Why start with that now? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> What happened? We've only been doing this for two years. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. I think I've been I've been concerned with publishing, for sure. You know, I've been I've been thinking about that. If not every every day, so at least every week since we last published.
2: Oh.
3: Um knowing that, that I have episodes on my hard drive, knowing that, you know, there, there is gold in those episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, also at the same time, having a hard time finding time and energy to actually pull myself together and do it. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and you know, I
3: mean, I've, I've, I can't really say I've tried to find the time because I think if I really did, I, I would have found the time, um, mm. but, but, but sort of, um, uh, last night I was, I was really, you know, saying to myself, let's, let's edit one of them at least to put up and, and then we could, uh, I could text Tamina and she'll and put together a, a show notes, sort of a description and and episode, um, you know, and, and it will be out there. Um, and I just
0: didn't, Mm
3: -hmm. um, so for sure, I've been, I've been concerned with that. In terms of, in terms of conversations, I, I can't really say I've been considering that I would want to stop having these conversations with you guys. At
2: all. sorry, just repeat that one. You've been considering that you wouldn't want to stop.
3: <laughs> I think there are at least six more negations in, in that sentence that I just laid out.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying. I
3: haven't considered not having these conversations with you guys. At all. Oh. So that hasn't been on my mind.
0: And, and that's kind of, I mean, that's not what's been on my mind either,
1: um, but, but just thinking about sort of putting Buddhas to rest also for me opens up, oh, now then there's both Dominic and Caspian to, to play with in Takispian. You know, where I have meandering conversations with people for no real apparent reason other than having meandering conversations. Um, so
0: it's like that all of a sudden opens something else for me. Um, because it, I mean, I, I,
1: I enjoy spending time with you too, both of you. I enjoy spending time alone with each of you also. But I, you know, it's like, I like us. Um. So that's not, that's not what's, what sparks this. It's like, oh no, I don't want to hang with you guys. It's Like, that's not it, but rather it's like, It isn't, and I can feel frustrated at not, you know, I don't say, okay, I'll edit five of them. You know, it's like, no, I
0: don't, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to do that, you know, could I, yeah, sure
1: you have showed me again you know it's like but i really don't want to so i'm mm. not doing that but that also makes me kind of feel hemmed in you know it's like i i can't really do anything about that thing which is this last little hurdle to get it out you know i can write oh. show notes or episode descriptions and i do that and i can describe and i do that but
0: the other stuff um. I don't do oh, and I won't do. And it's interesting for me because up until
1: the beginning of this week, I would have said, no, you know, we need to keep Buddhas alive.
0: Uh, and, And just something, something shifted. And I also don't want
1: either of you, or especially you, Caspian, to feel like, oh, it's on
0: account of me not doing what I should be doing that we're, you know, it's like, no, it's more, I don't know, you know. close somehow. Yeah. It's like, like it's, it's, it's time. That's what it feels like for me. It's time for something, something else, something new. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's
1: a large part of having these with you guys. I don't know if let's put it this way. The penny would have dropped even slower when it comes to what I'm doing with my podcast, if we hadn't been doing
0: this for two years, Um, which Caspian knows precisely what I mean. Mm -hmm. Because having these types of conversations and the way that we listen to each other and the way that we laugh with each
1: other and the way that we respect and love each other, you know, it's like, for me, it's very
0: apparent when I listen to the Buddhas because I do. And I love that we put that out, out into the world. Hmm. I feel quite sad about this
3: because I do I do feel like um part of this is is due to me not doing what I've said that I would do, very distinctly not saying I haven't done what I should do, but saying that I haven't done what I said I would do,
0: mm. which I haven't, you know. Yeah, but possibly for quite some time.
3: Reason. Sure, there are reasons to it. Um, I'm not arguing that, but, but, but I do wonder if we were, if we would have published a week, yeah. uh, an episode a week for, for the past half year, would we feel saturated? Hmm. Would these conversations, have sense,
0: or thoughts, would, would they have popped up? And of course, we, we can't know that. But yes, yes, I do think that those thoughts do pop up. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of maybe ifs.
2: I mean, I've been sort of quite um, clear for myself that, um, you know, I have a background in broadcast. I know what it takes to edit the stuff and, uh, you know, I haven't really felt like that's what I want to contribute anymore. I want to contribute other stuff. Uh, and, uh, if I had stepped up to the plate and, you know, uh, sort of applied my, my editing skills or whatever, then, uh, yeah, who knows what might've happened, but that's not where we are. it feels more like you know we're at a place where um we've run an experiment for quite a long time, and we have a certain set of results. Um, and it might be a sort of good moment to think about, are we going to run the experiment further? is there is there some other sort of uh, set of data that we're expecting to see, or can we move on? So we do a different experiment
0: hmm. I think that's what um, doing the Tankespiam podcast also is like two aspects to that thing where one is the amount of work
1: that goes into because when I descript the Tankespiam I do it way slower than how I've done Buddhas mm. which I've just skimmed to mm. check that, you know and and kind of picked out what we need to link to, and if there's anything that needs to be cut because it's just
2: because Dominic called some famous person a stupid fucking asshole again,
1: or something like that, yeah, mm-hmm. um, so so there's that, that thinking of, of of how much work goes into. If we were to make this in the same way that we do Tankespian, you know, because there's certainly gold nuggets here, like you said, Caspian, that, that are well worth doing stuff with. And, and, you know, so there's the one is, oh my God, the work, and then there's the other, which is maybe there's three. Because one of them is the frustration that I don't have that. He's like, oh, we spoke about that on Buddhas. He's like, which episode and where was it? And how could I find it? You know, it's like that thing. And then the amount of work that I could be doing with the time material that I'm not doing, just imagine doubling that by saying that here we have Buddhas too, to do something with. Um, it's like, okay, that's a full-time job. Um,
0: so there's, there's those...
1: A full-time
3: job for three people.
0: You know, it's like we, there's material enough to do an an amazing amount
1: of stuff with this. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not really keeping up with tankespian. And I haven't even tried to do anything of that with with Buddhas or we, or however we say it. Oh. So again, it's like, it's been, it's like Buddhas kind of was a launch pad for, for a lot of what I've learned um, about this, about podcasting and about how to do it. and. You know, what works, what doesn't yeah, but work. Yeah, I
2: mean, both of you have other projects, you know, I don't have any other pod projects. I don't uh, produce anything. I don't have any of these kind of, well, uh, um, and that's just, you know, the, how it is. I mean, it's not a question from Caspian of saying, how can you not prioritize our project? It's just saying, well, this is not the thing that's, uh, you know, being prioritized. So. This there doesn't seem to me to be any point in in um, not engaging that sort of simple reality. You know, we enjoy the conversations. Um, there isn't necessarily any point in 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 uh, sort of uh, pulling hens' teeth uh, in maintaining some idea of uh, of a publishable product or uh, that there should be a process to publish stuff or. You're not confused, No, hens don't have teeth. Can you imagine how fucking hard it is to pull them? Mm-hmm. yeah. You're starting to sort of, uh, you know,
3: what? What did you say after pulling hens? The I, I was, yeah, exactly. I, I, I you just, stuck. you suddenly
2: felt. Oh, I I'm feel feel sorry. Seen. I, mean, I was stuck. I was I stuck with so imagining heard, teeth on self-affirmed.
3: So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I've sorry. Been, I've
2: been trying to pull hen's teeth all this time and I thought nobody was noticing. Um, I'm, I'm moved, you know. Thanks, Dom. You know how I feel.
0: So that's what I think, you know.
2: We'll carry on having conversations. We can... Uh, Pack the the Buddha's experiment into a a folder.
3: Isn't there a saying that that if a, if an experiment runs for more than eighteen months, it's not an experiment anymore?
0: Thain Lopez speaks about eighteen months.
3: Yeah.
0: So that's when you need to evaluate it. And it's been 18 months.
1: It was March when we actually started to publish, March, 2020.
0: So we are at that point, even though we had a half year ramp up. Hmm. So, I mean, we don't have to make a decision, but I thought that I want to put that on the table, mm-hmm. we can continue the conversation. And regardless of what, we will continue
1: the conversation.
2: Yeah. I mean, the conversation around Buddha is about mm-hmm. how to pack up the plantation if at all. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not fixed on that that's what it has to be.
2: I'd like to open a a line of thinking for change, you know, we can talk about when we meet next time.